Hey everybody, welcome to the Stock Car Spectacle. I'm Ian Jordson. I'm Mike Gamble. I'm Nick Kinzel. Yeah, I'm Connor Bunn. And hey, we got it right. Hey. <laughs> and we got another great edition of Kinzel's Classroom. Professor, take it away. Alright boys, we are back. The class is back in session, so we're just going to, for those who have never seen this before, we're, I pick five drivers. I give my assessment of them, and I see if my students over here, my colleagues, if they agree or disagree with the grade that I give them. So we're doing this from this past weekend at Bristol Motor Speedway, the Food City 500. So my five drivers, number one, this is going to be an easy one, the 43 car of Bubba Wallace. He, he finished the race in the top ten, but that is from coming. He rebounded from two speeding penalties in this race. Two times, he had to go to the back because – of penalties and he was able to rebound p10 we all know bubble wallace is not in the best equipment we all know that he needs runs like these and it's just so awesome to see so i i honestly gotta get i give bubble wallace a b plus a minus almost almost in that a range because it's just so awesome to see the 43 car in the position that they're in the equipment that they have you, you just gotta love to see him succeed yep. yeah i gotta give him a solid a i mean what he started 36, 37th in that race. Like I mean, that. He, yeah, yeah, he was basically screwed from the start, but hey, he made his way up there. He finished out. He was running top 10 like the whole race. So yeah, kudos to Bubba Wallace. Uh, you know what? I'm giving that team an A plus. Really kudos to Jerry Baxter. His calls all year have been phenomenal to keep Bubba on the racetrack. Fire. And that's what really helped him get this. Yeah, he had the two speeding penalties. Bubba had speed in the car. So, yeah, that's why I got to stick with the A range right there. Yeah, he right. was so fast he couldn't even stay under speed on pit road. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I got to go with an A as well. Um, you know, just everything that's going on for Bubba, our one black driver, to – to finish in the top 10 and the equipment that he's in and man, they've really turned it up a notch. And then you consider, you know, last week, both races, he's looking really good, strong contender for top tens and uh, has a hub go down in both races. Both it's like, races. come on, man. So to rebound from that, the way he did. And then, like we said too, starting that far back, unbelievable. Did I just crash out again, guys? I can't see you're, him. You're a little frozen. All right, there you uh, go. Did I crash out again? But yeah, no, anyway, though, Bubba killed it. Um, Got to give him an A. Um, and like you guys said, I've been so happy with the way him and Jerry Baxter have been working. They better stay together for a long time because they're, they're taking they're their, their C-plus team and Absolutely putting out A's almost every week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah A-plus for me as well. Starting that deep, two speeding. I mean, he pretty much had to come from the back three times at Bristol to finish top ten. So definitely A-plus for me. They've definitely – hit on something. I was skeptical about Jerry Baxter at first, but uh, it seems like they've really found their pairing with Bubba. So definitely A plus for Bubba this week. That uh, what he did is very hard. Boy, All right. So moving on driver. Number two, this is Michael McDowell P 14. Considering that John Hunter Nemechek has been pretty much carrying front row motorsports. It's really good to see both of those cars looking fast. Michael McDowell needed a run like this because Front Row Motorsports, is, he's been kind of been overshadowed by the success of John Hunter Nemechek. So I'm going to give that team an A-, minus. honestly. They haven't really performed where they need to be, where John Hunter has been performing. So to see a solid top 15 run for this team, I've got to give them an A-. minus. Yeah, I yeah. got to – yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, and he came back after getting collected. Oh, oh Ian's turn. Oh, he didn't get a lot of damage from that. Oh, 
Oh, restart. Did, did I freeze? Did. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I got to agree. All over today, boys. Yeah. <laughs> well, it says I have a poor connection. So, yeah, it wouldn't be the stock car spectacle without technical difficulties. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Michael McDowell, I got to be right there with you. Uh, a range for me, a, just solid A. Uh, after getting collected in that Truex and Almarola incident and then came back, you know, he didn't have that much damage. But coming back after that incident, getting P14, yeah, I'll give that uh, him and the 34 team a solid A. Yeah, I'm going to have to go ahead and oh, agree. Ahead, um, I would say B plus, A minus for sure. You know, they've really struggled so far with that team. You know, he's mightily, like we've been saying, mightily been overshadowed by John Hunter Nemechek. He, but, uh, I mean, to, with that being said, though, John Hunter is absolutely just kicking butt all over the yeah, track right now. So, um just really does beg whether they're getting the best drivers for their equipment or if John Hunter's that good or a little bit of both. But regardless, um, for the way the Michael McDowell season's gone so far, I got to go B plus, A minus, somewhere in that kind of range. All right. I'm going to go lower. I'm going to go with the C because if you're, if you're averaging an F, if you're failing the class and you get one A, you're still failing the class. Um, Michael McDowell has been nothing short but in the way this year. Um, he had one good race. I think John Hunter has just, you know, shown what, you know, what kind of equipment that really is. I mean, he's been solid all year. Um, this is a type track where you can see really anybody kind of, uh, you know, get a really good finish. I mean, we talked back a few years ago, Matt DiBettadetto and equipment that shouldn't even belong in the top 25 finished P5. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think McDowell kind of mows it into a really good finish. Um, but based on based on how he's been racing all year, I'll go with like a I'll go with C. You know what? I respect that because Bristol has kind of been a track where we see these underfunded teams been able to show up and have good finishes. Michael McDowell is a very good restrictor plate racer. Michael McDowell is a very good road course racer. But yeah, when it comes to Bristol, I I respect that. I won't have to see you after class for that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's been kind of a racetrack where. Underfunded teams can have very good runs, as we've seen in the past. And I just want to add, that was easily the most creative grade I've seen with the whole, if you're failing the class and you get one A, you're still failing the class. That was was some good work right there. You're going to get extra credit for that one. I won't have to. Not only will you (laughs) not be seeing, well, I'd be seeing you after class, extra credit. I like that. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Next. that's what Connor Bru- uh, Connor Bun brings the stock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I, I don't think any of us have ever gotten uh, extra credit before. So uh, yeah, right. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> <laughs> right. Next driver on my Future's list. Put. <laughs> Next driver on my list, the number 17 of Chris Busher. Guys, P23, real struggle all season for him. I know it's early still, but it makes you wonder: was he the right man for the seat, or is the equipment just not that great? He's had some bad luck, yes, but he's just constantly, week in, week out, being outrun by Ryan Newman. And even when Ross Chastain was in the car, he was running better than him. He gets a whopping D plus, D minus for Bristol. Yeah, I think we see a lot of the power in the six car. Um, You know, that's weird to say because, you know, Trevor Bain was in the six and that car had no speed whatsoever, so... Ryan Newman and that team, they somehow found the speed. But Chris Buescher in the 17, they're not clicking whatsoever. So, yeah, I'm right there. I got to give them a D minus uh, just for, like, this race and the whole season with just how they've clicked. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with a D, a solid D. Um, Just like we've said for a little while here, that was my debate at the end of last year, if you guys remember, when we were finishing up uh, last year's season. 
is this the right move for him? I know he didn't really get much of a choice because technically, right. through some technically loophole, he was still a Roush driver. Yeah, but uh, I, I, I kind of had a feeling we were going to find out whether the Roush equipment really was that bad in certain uh, instances or um, if Chris Buescher was that good. And I think we're starting to see that, you know, JTG is ahead of Roush in some aspects. Maybe not the six car because Newman's looked fast at times this year, but I think yeah. that's just Brian Newman bringing his experience over and his sponsors and everything that he brings to the table. Um, I just I I really don't like it for Busher because I hate it for the guy because I think he is a really good ambassador for the sport, really good guy. I'd really like to see him getting back to running up front a little more and kind of contending for top ten. So, but been a really struggle, really big struggle for him so far in that seventeen. Um, again, for me and F. Um, this is the guy that they booted Stenhouse out for and was, you know, kind of labeled him to be the guy that was kind of helped turn around Roush. And it really feels like they've, they've really just had their foot in the mud and haven't really gone anywhere. Um, I, I guess the only thing that he's done a little bit better that Stenhouse didn't do with the 17 is maybe bring it home in, in, in one piece. <laughs> but, um, in terms of finishes and, and stuff, they have not been there. Um, you know, Busher, Busher was good in JTG and stuff, but, um, you know, just to be in the, that equipment and guarantee, you know, it's not the best. Um, but, you know, to label the guy as, you know, to help turn around and Roush made it seem like, you know, this is the guy that they really wanted all along, you know, still having him under contract and stuff. And for him to step out and perform the way he has, um, I'm, I'm still going to have to go with an F for the guy. Oh, absolutely. So I'm terribly sorry. Chris Buescher, driver of the 17. You do not make the grade this week. All right, guys, jumping back in. The next driver I got for us is Daniel Suarez. He finished P18 in this race, but I did some research here. This is the best run that Gaunt Brothers Racing has had on a non-restricted plate racetrack. The team has yet to find its stride this year. Daniel Suarez missed the Daytona 500. They've just struggled all season long. Solid top 20 for the 96 car. Definitely deserving an A, giving the funding, the equipment, and just how their year has gone. Yeah, I think we know Bristol is uh, a track where underfunded teams can perform, but Daniel Suarez needed a finish like this. Crazy to say he needed an 18th place finish, but I give Gaunt Brothers Racing an A for their performance this weekend. Yeah. I'm going to go, go ahead. Um. I, I think for me, even in that kind of circumstance, I have a really hard time justifying giving an A on anything outside the tip top 15. But I will say in this circumstance, I, I do understand your argument um, for an A, and I don't necessarily disagree with it, but I'm just going to go with a B plus at this point. If he did crack the top 15, then, oh, yeah, easily an A. But, yeah, we all knew the situation he was walking into when he signed with GBR. We knew it wasn't going to be – anywhere even remotely close to super competitive equipment wasn't gonna be like anything he's driven so far in the cup series but uh it does seem like every once in a while recently here he's getting a little better and he'll show you a little something every once in a blue moon here so maybe they're starting to kind of figure out some things over there how to work with daniel and vice versa but uh yeah p18 for that team is a pretty huge day i'm gonna go with a b plus yeah given the performance of these cars you know, the performance of the driver, you know, I'm not the biggest Daniel Suarez fan, but P18 for that team, for Daniel Suarez, that's one hell of a finish, so I got to go with the B-plus for them. 
Yeah, I I agree. I'll go a little bit easier on on Suarez this week, just considering you know he's in the equipment <laughs> that he's in, and it's underfunded and stuff. I'll go with a B minus. Um, but you know, had this been last year in a Stuart Haas car, yeah, the year before a in, a, in a Gibbs car, he would he would easily be in an F minus range. But you know, I'll give him a I'll give him a B minus. Um, just because you know, seeing how light years off that car is from you know the other Toyotas or really anybody else in the field, um. I, I'll, I'll give it to Daniel this week. He he will at home to a pretty good solid finish. Yeah, I had to give him. I had to give him the benefit of the doubt because this is Gaunt Brothers Racing's best finish on a non-restricted plate racetrack. Yeah. they show up on their restricted plate racetracks, but for that, that that's what really solidified it for me is that he was able to run that well on a non-restricted plate race. Granted, it being Bristol, but and then my last driver that I got for us is the driver of the number ninety-five, Christopher Bell. He started the race P35. He was able to work his way. He showed speed all day long. He was up in the top five at, at most ports, most parts of this race. Came away with a ninth-place finish. But this team has really turned the season into the right direction here these past, like, I want to say past three, maybe four races that we've been back. So I'm going to give the, the team a B for that day, for this for this race. Solid day for Christopher Bell. This is this – is, this is like normal Christopher Bell that I'm starting to see here. And I'm proud of the team for really stepping it up in the right direction. Yeah, I'll go yeah. ahead and give the 95 team, uh, yeah, I'll give them a B-plus or so. You know, they're starting off with a young driver, young, experienced driver who had like, what, 13, 14 Xfinity wins or something like that. No, so, 16. yeah, yeah, 16. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's counting, though? Yeah, but, right. uh, but yeah, we know he's got the Toyota power. You know, it's not as you know fast as the Joe Gibbs cars, but he's showing some speed right now. So, yeah, I gotta give him a B plus because that was one hell of a performance at Bristol. Yeah, I um, you know, I'm gonna actually go with the solid A, mainly because you know before before the last four races, the 95 car yet to have a top 20 finish. Um, he struggled to finish races for whatever reason. And it seemed like the last four races, with the exception of one of the Charlotte races where he was running in the top 10 all day, uh, had something, you know, misfortune happen at the end, finished like 21st. Um, to see how he's raced, you know, these last four races as opposed to the first four, um, yeah, I'll, I'll give him an A because he, he honestly does look like he's coming into his own. He looks like a vet. And um, I think a lot of, you know, the spotlight right now is going on Reddick and, and Hunter Nemechek, which, you know, rightfully so, those guys are good. But I feel like, those guys have had blips of um, good moments on the last few races. And I feel like Christopher Bell has solidly, consistently been there in the top 10 and have got the finish. You know, a lot of the times we see Hunter Nemechek up there and, you know, something will happen. He won't get the finish or Redick will have blips of moments where he's, you know, in the top 10 or 12 and, you know, he'll overdrive it and, um, you know, crash it and not get the finish. But, um, you know, Bell, I, I really think for what that equipment is, um, I think he's done a marvelous job. So I'll give him a solid A. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll go ahead with go with a B plus here as well. I think uh I think that's a, a pretty strong effort from, you know, everything that's going on with the ninety five team. We know they're not exactly the most funded team in the garage, but you know, with that being the golden boy, I'm sure they're getting a little more help from Joe Gibbs than we know of. Uh it's just it's 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 hard for me to juggle. I don't wanna be that guy that holds the expectations that came around with him against him. Because I talk a lot about how that's not fair, per se. But I think it's hard to ignore at the same time. 
I, I expect I expect this to be a regular thing from Christopher Bell. He is that good, and I think he will be that good. I'm just going to go with a B plus, not because uh, of the expectations of surrounding him, but I just know he can do better, and he oh, will absolutely. do better. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So. All right, so I have a couple of honorable mentions who didn't make the grade card, but I just wanted to kind of mention really quickly. Austin Dillon, another top 10 finish for him. He finished P6. Seems like these first eight races, RCR's fast this season so far. It's just the year they finally turn it around. The only reason I didn't put Dillon in this week is because I featured him on last week's Kinsley's Classroom. And then the second driver who makes the honorable mention, Clint Boyer. Finally gets a good finish, P2. Finally, no bad luck for him in this race. Yeah, he got a little lucky there with Chase and Magano taking each other out, but this is where he needs to be running if he wants to return next season, which we don't know if he's going to. And this needs to be the jolt he needed to get their season turned around because it's been ugly cut prior to this race. And then a driver who I didn't also include on the grade card, but if he was on the grade card, he would not make the grade. Martin Truex Jr., P20. He got spun by Eric Almirola, but he just really wasn't a real factor all day long. He just kind of lacked some speed, and then I know he probably got some uh, lane choices that didn't go his way, but he just he just wasn't enough for me that day, P20. That's eh. not really his track either. Yeah, it's really yeah, it's track not either. It's not really his track, and if there's, you know, if it's if anything's more obvious of what that team's missing, it's Cole Pern. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you know Martin Martin Truex. You know Martin Truex and Cole Pern met each other at 100% last year. I think James Small is a good crew chief, uh, but they're lacking that little bit that Cole Pern was able to fill and uh, get that car um, to where you know they want it to be in victory lane and stuff. And I think Cole Pern, you know, the guy say what you want about him, dip it out on the sport like he did, but you know he's accredited for, you know, it's hard to say if not. You know, 99% of uh, Truex's success. I mean, what, what did the guy do before him and, and stuff? So, you know, it's obviously what that team is missing. It sucks for Truex. Um, but, uh, you know, hopefully him and James Small can, can kind of find their stride. They've showed blips that, they're, that they've been yeah. fast and, and good this year. So, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, boys, that's, uh, that's, what I got on my, that's what I got on the roster sheet this week. So, that's all the professor really has to say. Class dismissed. All right, guys. Thanks for watching the Stock Car Spectacle. I'm Ian Jordson. I'm Mike Campbell. I'm Nick Kinzel. I'm Connor Bunn. Guys, make sure to follow Connor Bunn and for the lead on Twitter and Instagram. Follow our good buddy Patrick Cotto, Cotto's Mojo Podcast, on Twitter and Instagram as well. You can find us at Stock Car Spectacle on Twitter and Instagram as well. Make sure to follow all of our podcast platforms. If you don't feel like watching the video version, which I don't know why you wouldn't, Come on. Yeah, yeah look at right? these faces. Come on. Yeah, right? Why wouldn't you want to see these beautiful faces? So uh, that'll do it for us for the Kinzel's Classroom on Stock Car Spectacle. We'll see you next time.